What's happening, y'all? How you doing? Welcome. Welcome to our Friday night Jazz Lounge live show. We're going to get busy tonight. It's going to be a quick show tonight. I'm only going to keep y'all for about an hour tonight. But we do have a have a special guest tonight. Um, she's running for the 85th District in the Commonwealth of Virginia as delegate. Okay, her name is Karen Hay. So I'm going to bring in my host real quick, y'all. She's going to be here at about 8.05, but I'm going to bring in, in my host, ladies first tonight, Miss Levita. Uh-oh, uh-oh, hey. uh -oh. Oh, oh, go ahead, do your thing. I'll pop you out. All right, go ahead. What's up, Madison? How What's you doing? Up, What's happening? How you doing? Levita was touching up them lips, man. She mm -hmm. was getting ready. She's getting ready. Mr. Don Burton. What's up? Mr. Don Burton, what's going on? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Okay. Hey. Hello, people. What's up, Emily? And now we're bringing back Miss Levita. Hey. Yeah. So how was y'all week? How everybody doing? Hey. Hey, Joan. Hey, uh, Heidi. What's all right, man? Good evening, good evening y'all. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Long show. What's up, Mia? What's up, Jeff? Hey, Levita. Hey. <laughs> hey. What's up, Miss Annie? Miss Canada. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, this my girl. Hey, this this person right here, Miss. We've been friends for like damn 35, 40 years. It's like like my best friend back in high school. My best female friend back in the day. What's up, Sharon? I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. Hey, hey. What's up, Miss Michelle Markey? Welcome, welcome. Welcome. All right, so what we're going to do tonight, before um, before I guests come in tonight, Mr. Don Burton is going to open up the show. This is something that's never happened before, y'all, so y'all need to listen up. Now, this has never happened on the Radical Republicans Friday Night Jazz Lounge live show. So this is an exclusive. Mr. Don Burton is uh, opening up right. this show. Take it away, Don. It's on you, man. All right. So uh, we've had some some watchers, some commenters, uh, and some people on other posts I've seen on his page that got a problem with our man Madison. Said he's got an attitude here lately. I want to let you know he don't have an attitude. That man speaks more truth than anybody you'll meet. If you take offense, I'm a white guy. I'm the white boy. If you take offense, whether you're white or black, to anything that Madison Down says, it's because your ass is guilty. Period. I would have his back given any situation. He's my brother. And <laughs> if you got a problem with him, you're the one in the wrong. I guarantee it. So... <laughs> There you go. Boom. Right there. <laughs> right, right there from the redneck, from the redneck, <laughs> North Carolina country boy himself. Don Basically what Don is saying. All right, see, so you know how last week Madison translated for me? All right, I'm gonna translate, <laughs> translate for Don real quick. I'm gonna translate for Don real quick. Right, right, right. Said, if you got problems with Madison, you got problems with him, and he'll kick your ass too. So there we go. <laughs> so so you heard last week, huh? Madison, you slap them as they fall down, and we'll get them again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Annie. Thank you, Annie. 
Appreciate wow. it. Appreciate it. Hey, Derek, yeah, no doubt. Hold on, hold on. I want to go back to something here, man. Hey, Jeff, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, <laughs> now if you want to now if you want to add, now if you now if you want to add like 19 years to that, we good. You know, but I appreciate that though. Thank you. Hey, Rome, let me uh let me hit that plug real quick. Yeah, go ahead, man. Do your thing. Go ahead. So this is my buddy's uh number five, Michelle. It's my buddy's logo. It's uh old soldier ironworks. If you own a Jeep and you need a flagpole for your Jeep, you need to look up the Freedom Flyer on Facebook. Veteran owned, veteran run. He's a hell of a guy. And uh check him out. His name's Jerry, and the Facebook page is the Freedom Flyer. You may even see me on there. There you go. There you go. Hit him up. If you need a flag for that Jeep, if you're a Jeeper or your truck, you they do trucks too or just Jeeps, man? Just Jeeps. Okay. All right, cool. Cool. Hey, here we go. What'd you say? Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna put that into the uh, normal rotation, Emily. Yeah, you yeah, might put that we might put that in. I mean, we definitely <laughs> go put, it, it, it's definitely in. It might not be every week, but right, right. You know, it just depends on what's happening, you know, what's going on. So, um, translation I mean, so time with Madison. That's it. That's it. Uh oh, yeah. You, if you came in late, I'm gonna just tell you. If you came in late, <laughs> if you came in late, you missed a special tonight. I mean, you missed something awesome. You missed a special. You know, Mr. Don Burton opened up the show with a smackdown. Mm. He opened up the show with a smackdown. So, you know, Don got his new mic. He got his new camera. His ass ain't, he, he ain't breaking up and he not freezing no more. So, <laughs> no, you know, I came, understand. <laughs> came through nice and clear and smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Thank you very much. Yes, you know, so y'all got to mm -hmm. understand, you know, it, it, it's cool. real up in here. It's real up in here. It ain't, so like we said, just, uh, I mean, hey, hey, hey so I'm going to say this. If, if you're listening on, um, if you're watching on YouTube, Hey, go ahead and smack that live button. I mean, you know, that like button, you know, so we can get busy. And uh, I'm trying to find out. Make, I'm trying to make sure if we running right on all these channels. Um, waiting on the gas. Thanks, Annie. Thank you, Annie. Yeah, okay. So we live. We good. Yeah, Annie's awesome. Okay, good. We good. Yeah, no, I, I, never, I, never, I never received any... Uh, Notification, no, no, nothing, no, nothing. Hey, man, they're killing, they're killing us. So, go ahead, head, hit that like button no, never, on YouTube. I never, I never received any uh, <clears throat> notification, no, no, nothing, no, nothing. Uh -oh. Hey, man, they're killing, uh -oh. they're killing us. So, go ahead, uh -oh. hit, hit that hold on, like hold on. Boom, I had to, mm -hmm. had to mute some stuff. I mean, hey, hey, you know, I'm getting throttled, you know, we're getting throttled by Facebook. Then I, I didn't even get the notification, so I mean, mm -hmm. go figure. So, if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and share this video, share these videos out to your friends. You know, put them on these boards, you know, share them everywhere, you know. So uh, <laughs> I think I told her to come well, in. That's you know. my girl, Kersey, back there. We also <laughs> yeah. Y'all got, y'all ain't got Don blowing smoke, ready for smoke, coming for the hey. smoke. Hey, hey, hey. It's, not, it's not called the Radical Republican show. Not, that's right. That's right. You know what that's I mean? Right. We're not the Radical Republicans for nothing. For nothing. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. I mean, but... um. But, you know, we have to do what we have to do, you know, because, you know, we got these squishy in the middle people, you know, 
You know, we can't have these these squishy in the middle in the middle people. You know, trying to do some things. You know, and um, well, that's why we keep losing, man. I mean, it's probably the same people that are backing us the wrong candidates every day going uh, cycle. You know what I mean? Right. That's the probably right. the same people that cause us to continue to lose every election. And how long has this been going on in Virginia? Two decades. Two decades. Two decades, yeah, man. Two decades. Crazy. You know, I'm actually texting our guest to see uh make sure she's popping in. Okay, so and yeah, I guess I guess we're still still going through this uh this voter election fraud stuff, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> still going through this voter election fraud stuff. I mean, and, and just more and more keep coming out. And, and, and you see these people, you see the rats, you see the rats scurrying from the hit for, you know, for the hills, you know, Democrats and these Republican rats that we know exist, you know, within the party. Both of them. You know, I mean, and, mm -hmm. and all they're doing is just, is just proving themselves you know, um, you know, proving proving to us who they really are that we are we already knew. You know, we already knew. So I need to change the name to Friday Night Smack. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It did yeah. come out with that second vaccine, and you know, I you know, if anybody trusts any one of these vaccines, you probably need to get checked in the head, man. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now, and, and for the black folk out there, that's thanks, listening, Joe. I want to just make this one thing clear. You notice that every black person that they put on there and they're giving them that shot, they're not indigenous black to this country. Right. Like they're they're Jamaican you know or African or something else. They're not. You probably you know, don't even understand English. And I know, I know Levita is like, see, inside, I can see a hole in there because I'm using the term black. That's okay. That's melanated. okay. They're not melanated from this continent. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's, they don't have the same distrust as we do. So, you know, that's a, a real problem. If you don't think that people don't see through that, then uh, right. you're crazy. Right. Look, mm -hmm. not only that, but go mm -hmm. back and look at these videos of these people getting these shots. These high ranking, you know, high profile. Now that nurse that passed out, I have no doubt that she took the shot. But these high ranking people and people that are in yeah, position, look at the videos because we found, you know your girl Mally is on top of it. Mm -hmm. And we've seen one video that had a capped needle and we had one video that the plunger was already all the way down. They just stuck the needle in their arm, and pulled it out. So they ain't taking nothing. No, they're not. Taking nah, nothing. man. No, nah, man. That's nah. all fake. I, I was checking that out, too, man. And, and think about it. Think about it. If you are, say, you know, they're showing this stuff on like CNN and stuff like that. If you are a uh, what is that? Dr. Gupta or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're yeah, if you're any of those people, you know that you are quarantining yourself to the max. Right. You're putting yourself and your family. There's no way that you're in jeopardy. Why would you lower your chances of survival by taking the vaccine? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why would you put yourself in that in that situation? And none of it makes sense. I mean, and not only that, right? And here right. it is, right? <clears throat> you know, logical thinkers is this, right? Now, yeah, I see. I see. Can't Karen's in? I see. Can we'll get you in a second. Um, but here it is: logical thinkers, right? Let's think logically, okay? And these are the mask wearers too, right? These are the people wearing the mask that's trying to prevent from um, spreading, you know, COVID or whatever, China virus, whatever you want to call it, right? Okay. Now these are the same people that 
don't believe that your recovery rate or your survival rate is 99.97%, which it is. Just do the math. These are also the same people that are scared of catching the China virus, right? Uh-huh. But these are the same dumb assholes that's about to get the vaccine and get COVID shot into their body. You're going to put it in your body. And you're going to put it in your body. Mm-hmm. So, so, so <laughs> please explain to me, one, if you're going to get the shot, why the hell are you wearing a mask? Because you actually, your body actually works better if you catch it and your body develops a healthy and a natural immunity to the virus than the shit that they're about to put into your arm. But yet you're scared to catch it, but you're going to put it in yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Please, please explain to me, Conrad. Conrad. Please explain to me how the hell that makes sense, Conrad. I know you're listening out there, Conrad. You're out there yelling around like you're chicken little. I mean, I like you, Conrad. You, know, you, got some you know, you got some gumption, but you're out here, Conrad, running around. You know, 300,000 people have died. Yeah, that's 0.09 of the population, Conrad. But yet, you guys want to wear masks, but you want the damn vaccine. You guys don't make no sense. You guys don't make sense at all. That makes absolutely no logical ass sense. And then even if you take the thing, you still got to wear the mask. I thought the whole point was, the whole point is if you take the vaccine, then it's done. It's a wrap, right? That's normally how vaccines work. You do understand why they say you have to wear the mask after getting the vaccine, right? No, why, why, why is that, Jerome? Because why? your ass is contagious. <laughs> you just got, the, you got, you just it got the virus put you in your body. Right, right. You're contagious. Right. No shit. Right. right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it's, it, it's unbelievable. So, all right. <laughs> so, so, all right. Karen's here. So, this is what we're going to do. Hey. This is what we're going to do. We're going to uh, bring in our guest, Miss Karen Sterling. Hold on, I'm about to run. I'm about to. I, I stopped because I'm about to run or run the ticker. See, see, I got, I, I got stuck. Miss Karen Starling Greenhall, she is running for the 85th district of Virginia as delegate. Okay, first time in politics, fabulous person, and I'm gonna say something about her after, after this. So, uh, if you guys live in the 85th district, this is the one vying to be your representative as delegate because we need some good ones. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank- I love the tigers in the background. That's- she- hey, hey, hey. She-, she knew she was coming into the lion's den. Look at her. See what I'm saying? Prepare. Preparation is everything. She knew she was coming in the lion's den. Look what she threw up. I love it. I love it. I like that. Okay, so so this is how we do our show. I don't introduce you. I don't give people much bio. I let you introduce yourself. You can tell people more about you than I can. So go ahead and take as long as you want to um, tell everybody who you are, tell everybody what you're running for, why you're running, if you want, and um, and and what your platform is and how you can help. Then we'll get to the Q&A period. Wow, that's a lot to ask for. Um, well, I was born in Virginia, always lived in Virginia, and always been proud to be a Virginian, loved our history, uh, the fact that we were the first settlement, so involved in writing the Constitution, and I really love that the founders 
turned government upside down. Instead of a government to control people, they designed a government to protect the liberties of people. And those are concepts that I really think are important for us to hold on to. If we lose those, then we're not America anymore. So in the last few years, um, I've seen those principles um, not being as protected as they should be. So I started going to every legislator who would sit and listen to me. Everyone running for office, it didn't matter what party, if you were running for office in Virginia Beach, I called you just to tell them how important the constitutional principles are that I expect my liberties to be protected and to ask them their position. So I met Jen Kiggins when she was running in her primary to be Senator from Virginia Beach. And she encouraged me to join the Republican Party. I had never joined the Republican Party, even though I usually voted Republican. I was a libertarian for a few years. Um, I actually voted Constitution Party a few times, just trying to just trying to find where I fit. So I joined the Republican Party and I real I noticed my district, the 85th district here in Virginia Beach, was lost in 2017 and again in 2019. And I just made up my mind if if we didn't have somebody who could run and win, that I'd do it myself. And so now I find myself for the first time running for political office. Um, no political aspirations, just trying to be a good citizen and do my best. So what I bring to the table is um, common sense. I have a strong business background. I started a business, um, even though I didn't go to college, there was no money for college and no one to pay for it for me. So I learned how to do double entry accounting and manage a business using library books and talking to people I knew in business. I started a business in Suffolk and developed it, sold it a few years ago. It's still there and doing well. And in fact, three people who worked for me in Suffolk actually lived in Virginia Beach. And now they've started their own businesses in Virginia Beach. So when I, after I sold that, I um, spent quite a few years working for the crisis pregnancy centers of Tidewater. And a lot of people think what we do is, or did, I'm not there now, but a lot of people think the mission is to convince women to not abort. But the mission was to make sure she had all the information and made an informed decision. I actually had clients who um, chose to abort, had told no one, and would ask me to check on her afterwards, um, which I did. Um, it was more caring for women than trying to get women to do what I thought was best for them. Um, I do remember one of the first emails I got when they made me manager in Suffolk was from a client who all she wrote was one sentence. It's been five years and I can't stop thinking about it. So it's really important for women to understand what all of the repercussions are, all of their options before they make that decision. So when I left there, I started the business I'm in now. I own a company called Cyber Tiger, which is why I have the pictures on the wall. Um, Cyber Tiger is 
focused on helping small and medium-sized businesses with cybersecurity and privacy. And the focus is mostly healthcare. I've become certified in healthcare compliance. Um, and so I'm in, in a new field that's been, become very challenging, um, but being a Virginian and being an American is primary for me right now. And I'm someone who I know how to build a business. I know what it takes to develop a business. I've been an employer and an employee. So I know what both sides of that is. And so I think I can help strengthen our businesses. And as far as the families in Virginia, uh, one priority for me will be education. In my own family, I have, I hope I'm not taking too long, Jerome, you can jump in if I am, but I have um, experience with public school and private school and homeschooling with my children. And I really believe that it's important for parents to be able to choose what's best for their children. So parental choice and education is huge for me. I think our educational system could be better in Virginia Beach where some of the best schools in the state, but there's always room for improvement. We have the charter school system. We have one charter school, which is outperforming. And I, um, I really want us to change the law so that we can have more charter schools. Right now they're restricted by the General Assembly. So that needs to be changed to give parents more opportunities for their children. And let's see, Second Amendment. I am, in case you can't tell, I'm really big on individual liberty and responsibility. I, I see both sides of that. Some people want the liberty and not the responsibility, but you have to have both. And Part of being responsible for yourself and your family is being able to protect yourself and your family. And the Second Amendment is huge with me. Um, I'm, I carry concealed. Um, so, uh, I have spoken at Chesapeake City Council because I own a home in Chesapeake as well as living in Virginia Beach. And I've spoken at Virginia Beach City Council. That's where I kind of got my feet wet with speaking in public. You wouldn't know this to listen to me now because I'm actually surprised at myself. I'm typically the person who's very quiet and doesn't say anything unless there's something really important that I feel like really, really has to be said. And I think that's where I am with politics. There are things that are really, really important to me and I think they're important to other Virginians. I used to work at gun shows for a group called Convention of States. Um, that's where I got started. Um, talking to legislators and I go to gun shows and talk to people and they say, but nobody agrees with me. I'm all alone. I'm like, look at these petitions. Look how many people I've met today who think like you do, who care about their individual liberties and who are willing to take responsibility for themselves. And if we would all get together, we can make a difference. And I like to think that I'm a small part of making a difference and I hope that's a good introduction. I kind of told you where I'm from, where I am, what I believe, and what I want to do for Virginia. Okay, no, it was great. It was great. Nice to thank know. Thank you all for letting me come in. And I'm so glad I had picture like I'm not <laughs> on the wall. So. No, I understand. No, no, um, you, you actually said a lot, and that's fine. Take as much time as you want. Um, I, I think a couple of people in, in the chat, if you can't see the chat, 
I didn't put them up, but like one, you know, because we we interact with with the um, viewership and they want to know what cities do you represent. I know it's up on your website, and um, and, and Ty put it up that that it's up on your website. So go ahead, but but tell everyone, you know, what cities that you represent um, as an 85th. The 85th is all Virginia Beach, and it's like the northern part of Virginia Beach. Um, if you go to my website, I actually put a map of the 85th with landmarks because most people don't know what district they live in. Um, but I'm in Virginia Beach um, from like Pembroke Mall over to Mount Trashmore down to Regent University. It's like a triangle. It gives you a good idea. I think I have the highest population district in Virginia Beach. It's mostly small business, um, just hardworking people that are doing the best they can. And I know what that's like. It's it's difficult, especially today with COVID. I listen. I was listening to y'all while I was waiting to come on. And it's this is a scary time to live in America. And I've I've lived in Virginia my whole life and I've never, I don't ever remember being afraid in America. And this, this is really traumatic. And the, the whole thing with, we don't have, well, I, I don't want to get off on, I know you probably have. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Talk. Do your thing. So, well, as far as the, as far as the vaccine, I feel safer taking my chances with COVID than with their vaccine. I'm Absolutely. sorry, but I don't want to be on Facebook fainting. Uh, but we just- Speaking of that, hold on. Hold it, hey, 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 Karen, hold, hold that thought one second, okay? Yeah. Hold that thought just one second. I'm gonna, I, I, you know, I tend to do this from time to time. You know, I share my screen, but I want to show people this. And uh, for all of those that hadn't seen it, I'm gonna set the stage here and, and hopefully this will be loud enough. But uh, but she just supposedly had took had taken the uh, COVID vaccine, and so of course you of course you can't hear very well because she has a damn mask on. But here we go. She was sleepy eyed from the get go. Mm -hmm. I actually can't hear anything she's saying. Yeah, no, it's really low. That's right. You don't even have to. You don't even have to hear what she's saying. What she's saying is, hold on. Oh, day. Yeah. And Molly said she was sleepy eyed from the minute <laughs> they started. Yo, I, mean, I don't mean to laugh, but you're trying to pump this poison into people and tell everybody it's okay. You got nurses, medical, medical uh, experts falling out after taking a darn shot and trying to tell a song and a dance to the people saying, oh, it's, it's completely safe. Yeah, that looks real safe to me. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that looks real safe. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, so, uh, I mean, I wanted to play that as we talked about the vaccine. I was going to play that in uh, in the beginning. Right. But go ahead, Karen. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, yeah, yeah, she had just taken the vaccine. And what she was saying was her, her and her 
Um, her. her oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, her, 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 and her coworkers was so excited about taking the vaccine and being a part of it. I bet her coworkers ain't taking it now. <laughs> no, not after they saw that. <laughs> they might have been at first. They're like, oh, no, we good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Karen. Finish finish what you were saying. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm just concerned because uh, I believe in making decisions based on facts and information, not on how you feel or um, what you think might be nice. Just because something's a good thing doesn't mean that the government should take care of it. So... I don't see a pandemic when I look at the numbers. Oh bullshit. Uh-huh. I see I see a case demic. We have a whole lot of people testing positive, but very few and, and there are people who are sick and there are people who are dying. I'm not saying we don't have a problem, <clears throat> but I am saying that I believe the reaction is not justified. And to do the damage that we're doing, we have more children have dropped out of high school than have died from COVID. But people with depression, I have, I have two friends who are actually in therapy, uh, were in therapy. And so, you know, just uh, emotional issues, one's on a low, low dose of medication. These are not major issues, but they're becoming major issues because they're isolated. One can't wear a mask. The other one is like me. When I have a mask on, um, you feel like you can't communicate with people. We're isolated. It's as though what's important to make us people, what, to, what makes us citizens, our, our institutions, our family, our schools, our churches, um, our workplace, the groups that we choose to go out and meet with. I like to go to the Libertarians and the Tea Party. It's not just the Republicans. But when you go and you have a mask on and you can't relate it with people. Um, I had to go to the bank to set up the bank account for my campaign. And it wasn't going well. The lady didn't understand how to set it up. And it was getting stressful. I said, you know, I feel terrible. I have this mask on. So you might think I'm upset but I'm not upset at you. And if you could see, if I could take this mask off, I'd smile at you and say, it's not your fault. You're right. just stuck trying to fix it for me. And it, it's uh, it's tearing apart the civilization, the socialization that we have that's so important. And I don't I don't see that it's necessary, but I will say I'm wear, I wear a mask when I'm in a business. Where I live, I wear a mask in the elevator um, I don't wear it any longer than I have to because I think it's unnecessary, but out of respect for the people I'm with and the small businesses, the governor has set small businesses against the individual, pitting us against each other. Has conditions causes her to pass out. I'm sorry, what was that? Well, she was talking about how the masks are damaging businesses and- Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So on and so forth. Um, I was reading the comment. <laughs> you know what? I I had a question. I mean, I was listening to your your introduction and everything, and one of the things that you mentioned in regard to your uh, your uh, your policies, it was had to do with education. Um, in what area? How would you like to promote um, your idea of uh, encouraging? Um, best practices for education? 
Okay, so, well, education, um, right now the Department of Education is operating under the theory that of systemic racism. So they're making decisions based on that theory. So, I'm, and again, I like dealing on facts and what we know to be true. There are disparities. I'm not saying there are not disparities, but the reaction is not solving the problem. If the problem is that minority, uh, the focus seems to be mostly on minority and disabled children. If minority and disabled children are not performing at the same level as children who are not minority and disabled, you figure out why, why is there a disparity? And what I found the General Assembly in 20, the 2020 session to equalize the outcome they did two, they passed two bills that I think really have to be addressed first. And one of those was to remove the ability of law enforcement to charge a student with disorderly conduct. So we had the disorderly conduct um, laws that explained very clearly what disorderly conduct entailed was um, things like inciting violence against another person, mm -hmm. which would really be disruptive in school. And it's a law that's been used in a lot of circumstances against bullies to stop bullying. They can charge the student with disorderly conduct for inciting violence against another individual or another group of people. Mm -hmm. So that was taken away because, because statistically, um, minority and disabled students were charged with disorderly conduct at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. But to me, rather than take away that, um, the ability to charge disorderly conduct, figure out why there's a difference. Because what I see is it, the result of the law to take away the right to charge for disorderly conduct is saying we have children in the school who cannot behave, so we will not hold them accountable. But these are children that we want to learn how to be in the social structure. When they have a job, they're going to be held accountable. When they go to college, they're going to be held accountable. So why would they not be held accountable? Now, I'm not saying there's not a disparity. I'm not saying that there are not issues. But why is the performance level different? Is it, um, you know, is, is it the economics? Is it something with, home, you know, at home? Is it the teachers? I would, it, it's possible it is teaching or the method. We don't know because we haven't looked. We've let me, uh, let me. Uh, getting rid of the consequence. Can I, can I read something to you real quick? Um, this is uh, from a dissertation uh, from, uh, an African-American female principal. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this is just a little uh, excerpt out of the dissertation that she's, that she's writing. Give me one second, please. I've got an itch in my throat. Okay, I'm back. All right, good. This is an excerpt just from a dissertation. She's writing for a doctorate. 
And I'll just read a little quote from it. It says, also many African-American school leaders were displaced or dismissed in the years following the Brown decision, according to the research presented in one, st in one study. Nearly 60% of African-American principals, assistant principals, as well as other school leaders, such as superintendents and school board leaders, were dismissed, dismoted, uh, demoted, <clears throat> or reassigned within the first five years of the Brown decision. That's according to Fultz, 2004. Uh, it's important to note that 90% of African-American school leaders from 65 to 70 were men. By the mid-1960s, uh, growing, uh, growing concern about uh, displacement of African-American teachers and further uh, probing by President Lyndon B. Johnson led, led the National Education Association, which is the NEA, to launch a task force to review the issue. As a result, in May of 65, the organization released a report, a report of its findings to the public. The study identified 721 African-American teachers that were members of the organization. Um, the NEA report revealed that 668 of the 721 had been displaced, dismissed, or demoted because of desegregation efforts. Uh, the most common attempt to de desegregate schools was close uh, was close to the schools that had traditionally served African American students and merged the students, resources, and personnel with the school that had usually served the white students. In the '70s, the trend of this uh, this missing African American teachers continued, uh, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. So. When we're talking about facts regarding institutional racism and the education system, uh, whenever I do the research, it appears that there's a long line of evidence and evidentiary, evidentiary trails that actually support the fact that this is really a thing. Even now today, uh, when, you, when you look around, you hardly find, uh, I, remember, you know, I went to Virginia Beach high schools I hardly had any black teachers. I don't remember any black principals. Uh, even now, as an African-American male teacher, um, I know that I maybe represent 2% of the education population. And insofar as black males in the, uh, in the uh, administration roles, uh, there are hardly any there either. Uh, so what's the give and take? I mean, how do we remedy this situation? And because I'm thinking that a lot of the disciplinary actions, a lot that are that are being given to students or a lot of the behavioral problems may stem from, obviously, like you said, it could be a socioeconomic background status. It could be um, something going on with the family, <coughs> but it could also be an issue of students going into uh, public schools and not seeing people like them teaching them, that look like them teaching them. So I'm curious, you know, have you considered looking at all of the evidence that has been presented? Well, sure. Um, and I have—I didn't know those statistics that you just definitely just, just read. Mm -hmm. But isn't it possible that that is part of the problem? All I'm saying mm -hmm. is, instead of saying we there's this outcome that we don't like. 
that minority and disabled children are disciplined at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. So let's get rid of the discipline rules. Instead, figure out what the problem is. If it's that there aren't enough black teachers or men teachers, then maybe we need to figure out some way to recruit or encourage more minorities to be teachers. I mean, I would be more than open, you know, to, to consider that. I just don't want to sacrifice the children mm -hmm. to meet a criteria to make someone else feel better. Because, I mean, I, I taught my children, there's no such thing as job security. There's mm -hmm. employment security. You have to be the kind of person that an employer wants to hire. And so if we have children going through school and they're not taught to be accountable, we're sacrificing those children to make someone feel better because the report on paper meets a criteria that they have to meet. So, I mean, I, I didn't know those statistics about um, the racial makeup of teachers. I'm glad you shared that. It but wasn't I'd just be, about the. I'd be very pleased to follow up on that. If I yeah. can get elected, I promise you that'll be on my plate. Yeah, and just to just to note that it wasn't just about the statistics of you know just African American teachers. Um, it was about the dismantling of those in the profession uh, after desegregation uh, desegregation of schools. Right. So there was a there was a, a a displacement of these professionals. Um, and you know they basically took them out and replaced them with white teachers, and so now we're faced with a situation where we have students that are going to school. Now, insofar as what you're saying regarding the standard that should be met in order to be a teacher, well, everyone has to take the practice. Everybody has to get their degree. You meet the standard. That's a statewide thing. You know that that's from veto. So. You know, every teacher that applies for the job should meet the criterion to become a teacher. You know, so that shouldn't be an issue. You know, it's it's more. You know, I'm well, here. Is this one issue? I don't mean to cut you off, Madison, but I know this is one issue. Like you say, you touched on it. There's not enough. And I know about the. You know, you black sisters out there. I know. Y'all know how we are. Y'all know how we are. We go at it. Hey, we go hard. There's not enough black men teachers in schools. And two, there's too damn many black female total administrators that's running schools. Bottom right. line. Right, right. Just, just bottom line. Right. All right. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at if you look at a lot of the failing schools around here in Norfolk area, and, and you know, in the Taiwan, let's just say the Taiwater region area, you mm -hmm. have a bunch of black females running those schools. Black male children need black men right. in positions of authority so they understand that they, most of these are coming from households where there's no man. Single mothers or they right. stay with their, their grandmothers or whatever and they don't respect them, number one, first. And, and they don't have control. So when these kids come to the schools and they see the black female authority figures, they're not going to respect them because they don't respect their mamas and grandmamas at home. But you know what I know they do respect? Because I, I've been there. They respect, they respect black coaches. Alpha males. Alpha males. The, the, mm -hmm. These same kids that screw up in these classrooms every day that don't care about the authority 
the female, the black female authority in these schools or the white female authority, right? When they come on that football field, they're a totally different person because why? Because we're going to hold them accountable for their actions. And, and Jerome, the other piece to that, and just so that you know, Karen, it's not a, a black or white thing that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, when you mm -hmm. when you remove black males, you know, according to the statistics that I just read, you had a plethora of black males who were administrators, and then they, basically they were removed, right? So um, what they did in a lot of places, like when you're talking about Virginia Beach, and even in D.C., you know, you you look around and you find the the failing schools in a lot of them or school districts. And they're predominantly run either by women or black women. And you don't find any males. You know, in D.C., what you see often is, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm just being honest, uh, black women and gays. So, you know, the school that I work at, um, let me see. There are one, two, three, four, five, five people in administrator slash coaching positions, all female and then one gay man. So what are the little boys supposed to to, to view and so far as people in leadership positions? And as a black male, who I know I'm overqualified for my position, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a math teacher, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, you know, uh, the system is screwed up. You know, you need to diversify. You know, so you know, I, I think that there may be something to the institutional racism. I, I, I don't think that I think that you are correct, though. You don't want to take out the, the discipline area procedures because right. we it, it all need structure. We all need structure. But we do have to look at the institutional racism that has taken place that has removed the black male from administrative positions. Absolutely. Joe. And this cannot be fixed. And then we're going to move on. We're going to get off to education. But um, after this, but and this cannot be fixed with critical race theory. OK, critical race theory cannot fix this problem. Right. Because, like Madison said, it's the removal of the black teacher, of the black authority, of the black men from the schools. That has nothing to do with critical race theory that all whites are racist and you're you know, being held back because of whitey. OK, Th that's absolutely not true. Madison is proof of that. I'm proof of that. Levita is proof of that. My sons, I use my son as a doctor. There's proof of that. That critical race theory. So I'm and so I'm gonna ask you personally tonight to please stand up against the critical race theory that they're trying to put in the Virginia Beach schools as a delegate. Fight that when you go to Richmond um as, as a delegate to um to, to not have that in our schools. I know it's happening in Fairfax County's northern areas. But that's not going to fix the problem. That's just going to cause more racial divide and more racial tension. Um, and so, but when you go to Richmond, what is that exactly? I, I, exactly, I don't know. I no, mean, well, no. I, know, I know what they claim it is to be, you know, whatnot. But okay, hold on. This is um from Robert Dean. Hey, <laughs> hey Robert. Hey, man. Look, man. This book club. Hey, man. You can't write. <laughs> a whole comment that covers the whole screen, man. All right. Well, that's okay, but we could start. It says, get an education, apply for a teacher yeah. position. Anyone who is a teacher or applies for that position has, already, has already met the uh, has met that criterion. 
And according to the statistics that I read, skin color has ma has mattered insofar as who's being hired. That's the issue. That's a part of the issue, you know. And uh, so far as a person with a good heart who enters into the profession with the heart to teach anyone and everyone, then yeah, of course, skin color wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. But we had, we've seen opposite of that in the profession, coming from you know black and white people. So. <clears throat> Hey, Robert, we've touched on all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, every, everything you said in this comment on this show, we have touched on many, many, many times about the missing fathers, about we've co covered the gamut on that. OK, so come into the show a little more often and you'll mm -hmm. see that. Um, mm -hmm. All right. But we've covered everything that you said, maybe not in this show, but everything you said we've covered in here because we are the only show in town that does it. We're the only show in town that call out everything and put the truth out there for everybody to see, regardless if you're black, if you're white, whether you agree or disagree, okay? But we put everything out there that you said. So so rest assured that we cover everything. So, Miss Camp, yeah. um, when you go to Richmond and you, let's say now, would you, because the way that um, they're talking about shutting down the offices in Richmond, um, over this uh, next session, they don't, you know, the governor, you know, wants to, you know, keep the offices closed so the people can't get into our house. Mm -hmm. Would you, as a delegate, keep your office open so your constituents and your people could still come to their house and speak with you on issues that they have, or would you cave to the governor and stay at home on Zoom on Facebook and collect um, two hundred fifty dollars up per diem? basically for doing nothing. What would you do in that situation? Oh, oh what a great question, Jerome. Uh, well, I've gone up and I've talked to my legislators and I would make sure if they wouldn't let me open my office there, I just open one somewhere else or you could come to my house because if that's what got me started was going and talking to my legislators. It's, it's important. So I, I can promise I will not stay home and hide. And there's no way I would take money for staying home. I just find that absolutely outrageous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so anybody got any other questions or comments yeah. for Karen before we let her go? Because I vowed to keep this show to one hour tonight. So yeah, you feel You feel uh, <laughs> Yeah, we have a minutes right now. I've got more of a comment than a, a question. Uh, Karen, welcome to the show. Uh, I am not from Virginia. I live in North Carolina. Um, the one thing I did want to say to piggy off of piggyback off of Jerome and, and Madison, another important thing that those teachers do, uh, Madison, uh, Jerome stepped out, but um, they provide, they change mindsets. Right. Uh, you know, I was a, I was a, uh, a student during forced busing in Kentucky and those black male teachers sent students home every day wondering what the hell their dad's problem was or what the hell their uncle's problem was because the guy teaching them during the day was not the guy that their uncle or their dad hated. So those guys helped change mindsets too. Um, on to what I wanted to discuss, Karen, uh, you talked about 2A. Uh, I'm a big 2A guy just like everybody else on here. Um, I understand what you're saying about your right to protect your family. However, if that's your stance that you're going to present to the public on 2A, I think it is uh, 
dangerous. And I think that it is um, a little misguided. And, and I'm not saying that to be ugly, uh, but that's not what the Second Amendment was intended for. The Second Amendment was intended for times like these, mm-hmm. for good men to pick up arms. Uh, and we're going to be labeled. We're going to be labeled the minute we start using the Second Amendment for its intended purpose. Uh, I conceal carry. I believe in protecting my family. But that is not if that is the argument you're going to use when approached about the Second Amendment. You need to get back to the constitutional meaning of the Second Amendment. And it's to protect against a tyrannical state. That's that's my comment. I, I I love everything you're saying. If I lived up there, I'd vote for you. But I do think you need to be careful with that two A stance. And that does not mean uh, uh, a militia is not equal to the National Guard. And those are two different things, right? You know, so right. Absolutely, Miss yeah. Levita, you have anything? Think you want to respond? Okay, I do. I do. Yeah. Okay, please let her respond. I want to hear her respond. You want to hear my response to the two-way comment? Well, no, I thought you were going to respond when he called on the video. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I, about to say, I didn't hear a question in that. It was just a comment. So. Yeah, I didn't know if she wanted to comment on it or not, but that, that was just my point. All right, go ahead, Vita. No, she's, I think she wants to respond. Did you want to oh, respond, okay. Karen? Oh, well, just two things. One, I know you live in North Carolina, and I have a sister that lives in Greensboro. I love North Carolina. Um, If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with me, because I I don't know everything. I'm not a professional politician. So if you have any thoughts you'd like to share, there's an email on my website. Please feel free to share with me. Okay. And the second thing is, if we're going to be prepared to protect our families, uh, uh, there's talk of, you know, right, stopping and stocking up for mm-hmm. days like these because we could have rough days ahead. We have to be prepared. So I'm glad my family's prepared. Um, so, but yeah, I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on 2A if, okay. if you would like to share those with me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Good, good, good answer with that. So, um, how you doing, Miss Karen, tonight? <laughs> well, I'm doing so. My my question my, is, um, yeah, Jerome's one of my favorite people, and I really appreciate y'all okay. letting me jump in here. So, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so my question is, now I'm not uh, familiar with a previous um, delegate or let's say candidates for delegates before you. So I'm not sure what factors they overcame to get in the position of the delegate seat that you're going for. So my question is, what what is your strategy um, to get in that seat even when you, you know, take into consideration things like maybe race, gender, just even just strategy. So can you, you know, elaborate on what you and your team has put together to, you know, get you in that seat? Okay. Uh, Jerome said y'all would ask good questions. He was right. Okay. Strategy. (laughs) The district that I'm in is, has been voting just over 50, like 53, 54% Democrat. And, but I think 
the Democrat Party is not what it used to be. It's today when we say left, left is not liberal. It used to be conservatives and liberals. And to, to put it very, very simply, and I might be talking, y'all probably know this, but just in case, I'd like to clarify um, a very simple explanation of comparing a liberal to a conservative is a liberal wants the government out of social issues and to take care of economic issues where a conservative would say um, maybe have more government involvement in social issues would stay out of economic issues. So those, those were issues where you could talk and you could negotiate and you could reach an agreement. But the left is neither of those things. The left that we're talking about today, progressives are not the liberals of the Democrat Party from 10 years ago. It's, it's, a, it's the exact opposite of everything that the country was founded on. And America is not just a land within our wall. Everybody talks about our walls and our borders. America isn't just the land inside that border. Uh, we are the principles and the ideas and the ideals that we have that allow every person to be the best that they can be and achieve. I mean, look at me. I, I grew up. Um, lower working class family. My daddy had an eighth grade education from West Virginia, moved to Virginia. So his children would have better opportunities than marrying a coal miner. And I, there was no money for college. So, but I taught myself and I was able to build a business. I mean, I'm not a multimillionaire and rich. I'm not a Bill Gates, but there are opportunities here. And if we lose those, that land inside the fence is just land inside the fence. It's not America anymore. So it's the progressives we're against. And I honestly think that a lot of the people in my district who have traditionally voted Democrat will understand those principles and be willing to vote for somebody like me. And I hope that we'll, there will be more people like me, just citizens who have common sense and are willing to listen to what's important to you and what do you need and what's your input. Do you know when they, uh, the General Assembly just raised the minimum wage and it's raised a little bit every year up to $15. And um, as a small business owner, I know what a big deal that is. I'm glad they did it in increments that showed you know, a thought process. But what bothered me most about that is right. that small businesses had no say. And it's even the NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, which I was a member of, who speaks for small businesses, was not allowed, they were allowed to give one written statement and turn it in, and which got no comment. So their concerns were totally dismissed never addressed. And I just think that's appalling. And it, I think they will vote for people who have sense and will listen to them and not want to lose the America that gives them an opportunity. When I worked at the Crisis Pregnancy Center, I met so many young women who came in and said, I was raised without a father or on welfare. And I want better than that for my child. I can't have a baby now because I'm working my way through college. I can't have a baby now because I just joined the military so I can get an education. I want to have the American dream. And I, there are thousands and thousands of people in my district who just want the American dream. And I, that's, 
uh, I guess you would say that's my strategy. I like, I found when I worked for Jen Kiggins and Bill D. Staff and all the people I want in office and the days going to come when I walk doors for Jerome Bell. Um, when I walk doors, I like talking to people. Someone will be calm. We don't have to agree. Just have a conversation. There's always more to learn. Uh, and I think I can go door to door and meet with people where they are and ask them what they think. I, it's not my place to tell them what I think is best. So it's like the minimum wage. As a small business owner, my first thought was, don't tell me how much to pay my employees. But as a delegate, my position would be, well, that's my opinion, but let's talk to the small business owners and let them have a say. Tell us how this is good. Are we going to have fewer people working at that $15 an hour wage? No, you're in the, you're in the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I can't really remember. Yeah, I went to Kellum and I went to Salem, but uh, high school. But uh, you're in the Aragona Pembroke area and the uh, Woodstock area, Tallwood, right? Tallwood Elementary. You're over in that area. That's that's a part of your area, right? So that's heavy dim. Yeah, yeah. You're over there yeah. is heavy dim. The 84th where I'm at is more and more Republican, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, Jeff, it's not too far-fetched, man, if you have a message. Because let me tell you, I'm going to answer this. Um, because I had Democrats vote for me this year, you know, because right now it's all about messaging, man, because uh, um, you know, a lot a lot of people are tired of the Democrat Party. They're tired of the Republican Party, the establishment, okay? So they actually will vote for people that have the same values as them, you know, that, that mm -hmm. think like them. Yeah, unfortunately, m maybe not many will, but I mean, there's a lot of Democrats that voted for Madison Downs this year. You know, he changed some minds. He changed. He, Madison had Democrats working for his campaign. You know, and I know this to be fact, you know, so, you know, um, yeah, a lot of them are party bums, but that goes on both sides. But, you know, it's all about messaging, you know, and so and here it is. And here it is for you guys. I mean, you have to understand, too, that, you know, politics is not about being really being a politician because I'm not a politician. Madison is not a politician and, and, and Karen's not a politician. And, you know, it's like, and, and when you talk about strategy and when you talk about, you know, your platform, you're not going to please everybody. You, you, you know, you're definitely going to piss some people off. And that's why we came up with this show. I mean, me, me, me and Madison talked about being radical Republicans a long time ago because it's about truth now. Okay. It's really not about party. It's not about being a Republican. It's not about being a Democrat or a Libertarian. It's about being a person that speaks the damn truth and get people to listen to the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, uh, that's just bottom line. You know, so, so I'm reading some of the comments up in here, you know, talking about Spin and Iverson, you know, and stuff like that. Run for office. Run for office. You know, anybody that has a negative comment about someone that's running for office, they're sticking their neck out. You guys don't fucking understand. And I'm going to say fucking understand because I'm pissed right now. And I don't need Madison right now to translate shit. All right. But yeah, you guys sit on the damn sideline and you talk shit mm -hmm. and to people that stick their damn neck out. They spend time away from their family to yeah. try to make it better for people. 
and you want to sit on the sidelines and talk shit. So all you motherfuckers that's out there talking shit, run for office. <laughs> run your ass for office. All right, get your team together, throw your goddamn name in the hat, and then you'll see how hard this shit is. All right, you'll understand what you're dealing with because you're fighting against because you're fighting against views, you're fighting against people, you're fighting against ignorant ass motherfuckers that don't understand law and don't understand what's going on in their own communities. You're actually trying to go out here and talk to people that don't go to school board meetings, don't go to PTA meetings, and don't really give a shit about their communities, but you want to come on a chat and talk shit. Facebook thugging. All right. So my thing is run your ass for office. Run for office. All right. I'm gonna say matter something. Matter, I'm gonna say if any of y'all live in the second district in 2022, if I run, run against me. All right? Run against me. All right? So, anyway, I didn't mean to go there tonight, but I'm just tired of people talking shit, and all y'all do is sit on the sidelines. Run for city council. Run for school board. Run for something in your communities and try to help your communities. All right? And that's just bottom line on that. So, I'm sorry, Karen. I didn't mean to go there tonight. But this is what the Radical Republican show is about. We don't have no format. We don't have no, no, no set guidelines of where we're going to go, what we're going to do, how we talk, or whatever. All right? So Y'all yeah, might be, uh, y'all need to slow down. Y'all might be scaring Miss Karen now. Y'all doing a lot. Y'all doing a lot. Now, let I mean, me so, say this. I mean, Karen, that's <laughs> one thing. I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to let you talk. Karen know who I am, all right? Karen know what I represent. And, and, and for all you people out there right now that's listening to this, I don't care if you like it or not, okay? I am 100% endorsing Karen for her run in the 85th district of Virginia Beach. And she's going to have all my support, everything I got. And everybody that lives in the 85th district that voted for me, please go out there and vote for Karen. Because it's one thing she's going to do. She's going to fight for you. She's not a politician. She don't have all the answers. But I guarantee by November 2021, her show will be polished. She'll have answers. And she'll be able to take care of the citizens of the 85th District. And she has my 100% support and my endorsement. Go ahead, uh Vita, Vita, we can meet some folks at Poseidon uh, statue, and if they need to bring their keyboard like a security blanket, that's fine too. <laughs> well, I I'm just gonna say this though. This, this is it's just difficult for women to be in politics, Miss Karen. And I'm not. It's no offense to you. That's why I said gender. That's why I said strategy. That's why I said race. And and whatever the pe you any candidate before you had to overcome to get in that seat. Politics is such a dirty game. You got to get dirty. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to hit below the belt. It's so many things that you have to do. And what you see in those comments is what people are going to do to you no matter what. So just developing a thick skin and then the fight. What people vote for, I can say, regardless to what party, what people get behind and vote is the fight. Is, is, is your stance, whatever position you take, the platform but also the fight that they can see in you. So if they if they understand, like they've been in politics a while, you know, I'm saying just as a voter, and they can understand that it's such a dirty game, and, and it has to take you, you know, it, it's really like a masculine thing 
also um, because, you know, women in politics today that actually get that, they don't really come across really as feminine because that's seen as um, like they don't really have the fight in them. So you're coming across soft-spoken. And so um, just saying even with your strategies, like I got to get down dirty and punch people in the face. I'll do it. It's like you almost have to say stuff like that for people to say, you know what? She's going to win because that's the type of fight it takes. So just get ready. So those comments are just a, a, a snippet of what's to come. So I'm just saying. But thank you for coming here today. And, you know, as Jerome said, as you keep going, you'll definitely get, you know, get better. I actually like her. I actually like her tone. And one of the things I like regarding people um, with the education piece, I, you know, um, I'm not sure that I'll agree with what your policy is. I'm, it sounds like you're still developing it, but you're at the stages where you're able to do that. And and what I like is that you're listening to people, you know, and that's important because when you listen to what people have to say. It helps you to develop a policy that is going to be beneficial for everyone, not just a certain segment of the population. So um, I don't think, you know, I mean, you don't have to go out there and be macho, you know, but, um, you know, it's definitely uh, who you are. Just yeah. be who you are. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. And we now, had this discussion. Just be who be who you are and understand like Levita say, like in the little chat. I mean, the chat was actually a little light. You know, you're gonna hear some other things. Yeah. I mean, some some worse things out there, of course. And so, um, you know, like I say, just just you know, be who you are, and 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 know what your policy is, know what you're standing up for, and never backtrack on your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Never let what people say about you, and they will make you backtrack and flip-flop on what you believe in just because you think, just because people may think you're too far right, okay, or too far left. You stay exactly where you are and what you believe in, be 100%, and you'll be just fine, I promise you. And you're going to run into people like me that were born and raised in Kentucky and want to know what's wrong with coal miners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, l listen, I don't know if you watched uh, the show before this, but, you know, some of the things that come out of Jerome and my mouth are things that uh, because we have experienced uh, the brunt of the negativity, you know, um, and as a result of that, given the fact that we're not in campaign mode right now, um, we're, we're definitely giving it back, you know. And so, and, and, and most importantly, um, having been through it, we understand the value of speaking the truth and sticking to your guns. A lot of people just aren't gonna like you. They might like, not like you because of your skin tone. They not, might like you because of your gender. You screw them, you know, stick to your guns, stick to your power, develop a sound policy and be able to articulate that better than the next person. And as long as you can do that, and you're going to be okay. They, they may choose a Barabbas. You know what I mean? They may not choose the person who is going to be the best fit, but that's not something that you can control. All you can do is fall forward and put your best foot forward. Okay, so Karen, I'm going to let you close out with your in, um, finishing comments if you want. I'll say thank you for coming on the show 
Thank you for coming to the Lions Den. You know, sometimes it's not easy to come in here, you know, but we appreciate you coming in and, and thank you very much for taking the time and telling people in the 85th and our audience who you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me come in the Lions Den. And I'll tell you the honest truth I have my camera set up so I can't see the chats. So I just wanted to see myself. I wanted to Smart. see myself and not react. Well, that's good. I that's good. I've looked at the show before. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for your advice, and I'll work. Um, I think it may seem like I don't have my my goals clear because I am willing to talk to people and learn. But principles are what I stand on, and to me, truth is the most important thing and i've already i've already had a few little um conflicts with people who've tried to say if you do this then we'll support you and i say well but that's not right so i won't do that i've already hit that in relatively small ways i'm sure it's going to get worse but uh, i appreciate all your comments and i would love to come back again if jerome will let me come back and y'all can see if i'm doing better on my presentation you, you you're definitely invited <laughs> back any anytime you want to come back karen you're definitely invited back um that's that's no problem and he don't open the door to everybody so no you're right i don't <laughs> all right so we um say good night to karen and then we'll wrap up the show because i'm over an hour and i said i was only gonna do this for an hour tonight y'all so but well, thank you karen we appreciate it and um uh, we'll talk soon okay Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good, night. Good, night. Good night. Um. So, anyway. Well, I'm glad Jerome that you're supporting her because I don't y'all y'all might have to take it. I'm glad she actually knows you because she might be like, oh God, <laughs> is this what I'm gonna be up again? <laughs> so it's yeah, good that that y'all you know encouraged and, and actually support and she supports you. So that's good. Well, you know, you're 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 representing a lot of different people, you know, and there are a lot of alpha males with uh, who are providers of families, and there are strong-minded women out there as well, you know. Yeah, you so, have to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, you yeah. know how this politic game is, Madison. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if I mean, if you don't stand up, <laughs> I, I mean, because you can just look at uh, a Gade. I mean, you know, the Democrats will use your flip-flop against you, man. I mean, you know, as far as the COVID, the mask thing, and then he started wearing the mask, and then he flipped, and they and they put a commercial they flip flop. Nah, man, Jerome Bell, you you, uh, there's one thing you you would never do is catch me in, in a mask, mm. and that was from day one, and I, and I haven't changed from day one since March, okay, and that's because I believe in it. I believe in what I say strongly. I believe in the numbers. I do my research, so it's things like that. Because some people say, oh, well. Your campaign, you know, um, function was a, a a spreader, a super spreader or something. I mean, get out of here with that bullshit, man. You know, go on somewhere with that. You know what I'm saying? Instead, oh, well, yeah, you're right. So now I'm wearing a mask. Man, man, shut up, man. You know, I mean, see, but that's the things that the Democrats use and that's the things that people use where they don't even know where they stand because they flip-flopped on this. You know how that goes. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to stand firm on what you believe. And if you don't believe in it, then don't stand at all on it. You know how that goes, guys. So, mm -hmm. hey, but um, yeah, yeah we talked about that, Jerome, and and I told you from gate, I wear one. 
You right. know what I mean? Right. But I have a reason to. But you have a reason. Oh, right. 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 You have a reason. That's what I'm saying. And, and you know, we mm-hmm. spoke about that. I mean, because like we said before, right? I don't care if you wear a mask, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not sick and nobody's in your, you know, family and, and you don't have a reason to wear one, then don't do it because you think you protected me. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people think. Well, I'm doing it because I'm protecting. No, the hell you ain't because all these people that's wearing masks are catching COVID. So how the hell you? How the hell are you? You know, protecting them and they and they're catching COVID and they have to wear masks. I, you know, and they're wearing masks. You know, so obviously you ain't doing no too much protecting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, so I'm, I mean, you know, that's just me. So I mean, but um, to me it seems like man. To me it seems like the mask is becoming more of a distraction. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then the issue. I mean, wear one, don't wear one. That has nothing to do with businesses being shut down. Right. Absolutely. You know I mean, so, you know, and, and, but the, but that's the topic, though. You know, it's like everybody's talking about the mask and not talking about you're talking about the symptoms, but not the issue. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, we need to really move the conversation away from who decides to wear a mask and who doesn't, because. That doesn't put money in anybody's pockets. It has nothing to do with the stimulus. It has nothing to do with our rights being infringed. I mean, insofar as, you know, it, it's voluntary. Now, when they make it mandatory, then it's an issue with rights. But, you know, up to now, that, that the mess didn't, didn't fly. It's not going to fly. The, the bigger issues are people losing their businesses. I mean, know? yeah, they're losing their businesses. Yeah. And, and because the governor, like here... Mm-hmm. You know, like a Virginia, it's basically mandating people wearing. That's why people wearing it. But I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna tell you a little story. Then I'm a, I'm a book, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually tried to get punked, man. This lady tried to punk me, right? I was, I was in shopping mm-hmm. with my wife in the candle store, right? Mm-hmm. So the lady comes over, you know, to me, you know, and says, "Well, sir, do you have a mask?" I'm like, "No, I don't wear masks. I, you know, I don't." You know, I, I, I'm exempt from wearing masks. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, we had an incident on Saturday. You know, someone came in and talked about the governor's order, you know, and and we had a big incident and security came. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Call security. Okay. I'm like, I'm like mm-hmm. we could talk about the governor's order and the exemptions right here. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Right. So then she went on about a business. Of course, security never came. I'm like, see, but that's the thing that they try to do. They try to punk you. And they try because they don't really know what the order says. They don't even know what the exemption says. Mm-hmm. And the exemption, and there are exemptions for different reasons in there. Right. Pick one if you want to use or whatever the case is. But don't come to me telling me what I don't have the right to do. And you don't even understand what one, my right is. And two, you don't even understand what the governor's order is. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man. So, hey, great show tonight, y'all. Love y'all. Man, you got an attitude problem. I know, man. I know. You know, some days be like that, bro. You know, next time, next time, you know, I think I'm gonna let you translate it. But I mean, I don't need your permission. But but you put that out there. We put that out there the atmosphere. And then I had to turn turn around translate again for the folks in the back. We we translate many different languages. Down <laughs> blowing smoke, y'all, y'all, wow! Mm-hmm. Look, hey, 
I got I got more confidence now that my camera and my microphone's fixed. No, Don, you you flowing tonight, man. It's just, oh, that's right. I like that, man. So, well, y'all have a good weekend. You know, I'm getting ready to roll this up on the, on the podcast. And uh, right, I, I guess for everybody that's still looking, huh? I, I guess for everybody that's still uh, watching. Put this up to y'all. Go check the podcast out. Share the podcast. This podcast uh, mm-hmm. uh, address. Like we're on about eight stations, eight different stations of podcast. So uh, y'all can check them out. You know, if you missed the show or if you're driving and can't watch our pretty faces, you know, you missed the show, <laughs> just, hit, just hit the podcast up. You know, and so then you, <laughs> you know, and share it. So all right, <laughs> you know, but um, but like I say, uh, next next Friday. What's next? What's the date next Friday, man? Are we? Let me is, see. Twenty uh, second. Okay. No. Is it? Oh, is it twenty second? I don't know, man. I don't know. Remember, I got the date all mixed up. Last oh, no, week. man. Next yeah. Friday is Christmas, man. So we're not doing Christmas show. Twenty fifth. Oh no. Yeah, man. Next Friday. Yeah. So, so we won't be doing a Christmas show, y'all. I know some people do. We won't do a Christmas show. So we'll do, do a Christmas Eve Eve show. So, so, so we actually. Like, <laughs> we're gonna be going for about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So we actually might change the date. I, man, we might not come back till after New Year's, y'all. Look, Look, hey, let's sit here. Let's sit here on camera and drink till midnight on New Year's Eve. All mm-hmm. right, so maybe we do a New Year's Eve special. <laughs> no, 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 no. Madison ain't gonna be. Madison gonna be out of pocket. New Year's that Eve. Do that do something to my chemicals in my body. Yeah, you. Go- <laughs> right, so, you know, people trans. Some people turn into the Hulk, Optimus Prime. <laughs> Yeah, you know I and mean? we transformed. I don't like them chemicals messing with me too much. Right, right. Hey, so we're gonna say this now, y'all. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. You know, yeah. happy new year. And we probably gonna see y'all in 2021, you know, but we'll see. We, and uh we'll see about the New Year's Eve special thing, but uh I'm not promising anything on that. <laughs> you left one out, Jerome. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Okay, oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Madison. Happy Hanukkah yeah. to my Jewish brother. Good. Yeah, happy indigenous. We ain't even doing a holiday. Happy indigenous to everybody. That's what we gonna do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So y'all, you, hey, so y'all be safe. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Have a very, very happy New Year. And let's turn this shit around in 2021, man. All right. We yep. still got to fight. You, you know, the fight is still on until until 2021. And uh, you know, and y'all know what I'm talking about. So, so be rebels. Be radicals. Be yeah. radical Republicans. All Look, right. Take America. Make sure we win this thing. All right. That being said, for everybody still watching, you should reserve the right to a special edition if something big happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, we definitely. If something big happens, we will do a special edition, no matter what day it is Tuesday, Wednesday. And they're heading toward that. They're heading toward it. They're yeah. heading toward it. They're yeah. Toward yeah. It. If something big happens, we, we are going to come on live and do mm-hmm. a special show. So just hold on for that. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So, so we'll talk to y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Right. To my co host, love y'all. I'm out. Love I'm over. See you. All right. All right. Holla at y'all. All right.